That money stacked tall, but only partially my focus. So compassionate, struggle hard for me to cope with. Do a lot for others, not for This is Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors, and you logged on to 10th Year Seniors.com. I'm Draymond Green, forward for the Golden State Warriors, and you log on to 10th Year Seniors.com. Wrapped up in for you. Kids grow up scars that are rubbed down with oil. And life didn't change a bit, but I can't grow apart. But those are my pushes. There it is. Redemption for Golden State. We had guidance. We was more blessed than others. We was the deepest family. Nobody had more cousins. The street lights were And now basketball season started. This is the NBA that we've been waiting on. Because yeah. now all we got is tons of shit to talk about and rarely any of it has to do with points, rebounds, steals, assists, or wins and losses. Like, this is peak NBA. Male soap opera. We here now. Like, we good. We get into the shits. Like, this is what it's all about, dog. Because the NBA, while by nearly every statistical measurement has surpassed the NFL as the most popular game in America... They have to battle with football this year because football is making a charge. Football is back with the vengeance, but I think with all the mess that's been happening, uh, like we've been talking about these things since basically the season ended. Like I feel like the NBA is coming. Dog, like Patrick Mahomes is cool. Drew Brees is doing his thing. Jared Goff and the Rams, they're cool. But NFL ain't got this though. Like the media, the the I entire twenty four hour news cycle was dominated by two warriors having a disagreement. <laughs> like, think about that. <laughs> think about that. It didn't matter what happened in Monday Night Football, maybe because it was Giants, Forty uh, ers It ba- it didn't matter what happened on Sunday. It was all about hey, Kevin Durant and Draymond Green were arguing, and then we found out Draymond gets suspended, but I'm jumping ahead. Anyway, that's the segue to our first topic we're getting into. Yeah, so last night, uh, end of game situation, end of regulation, Warriors versus the Clippers. Draymond Green gets the rebound with about, what was that, 10 seconds left? Yeah, something like that. Triples it up the court, even though Kevin Durant was asking for the ball, and Kevin Durant is probably one of the deadliest scorers in the history of basketball. And he just dribbles it up and turns it over. They go into overtime. Warriors lose. They get into it on the sideline. Did I miss anything? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Uh, my favorite part about them getting into it on the sidelines is the fact that DeMarcus Cousins was the voice of reason. And I feel like this is the first time in his life that he's ever had that rule. We might ever. have. We might have lived too long. I don't. Un- <laughs> I don't understand what was happening there. When you reach, like, like I feel like in that moment. You have to do some self-reflection and take a step back and say, this nigga is the one telling me to calm down. What am I doing? Maybe with the time that he had to sit, sit out with his injury, he's gained insight and wisdom, and he's built character. No. 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 That's no. Not it. no. What, I'll tell you what he is. He's the nigga that knows he's getting an A on this group project, and <laughs> all he got to do is write his name at the end. Like, you could bring... He's gonna. He's just going to walk into the library the night before his due and say, you guys did an excellent job. Let me get that A. That's all. Yeah, what I'm wondering though is is this symptomatic of something that's going on? Because it, there have been talks since last year that they didn't get along. They got or since two years ago that excuse me that they were um they were tired of each other. They weren't getting along. And then what gets me is that they suspend Draymond Green. When that happens, is usually stuff that we don't know about. Yeah, and okay. Well, before we get into that, I want to talk about the play itself because I've been going back and forth about this play, like I said, all day because this is what 
this is what people have been talking about. It hasn't been anything else. But what do you think about it being in terms of making the right basketball play? Steph's not there, so Draymond has been the de facto point guard whenever Steph's not in the game. Even sometimes when Steph is in the game, we know Draymond got the green light to grab a rebound and run. I push that's it, yeah. a lot of the time that's how the Warriors set up for those those jumpers early in the Jaylen shot Green clock. is the point guard. Of yeah, the like like that's what happens. So if that's what you usually do, if that's how things are usually run, do you fault Draymond for doing this? Like, forget about the fact that at the end of the play, he imploded and fumbled the ball. But in terms of making the right play, isn't that what the Warriors do, though? Yeah, but then when you get below the, the free throw line on the opposite end and you get you dribble into traffic, it's like, okay, what are you doing? You see, Draymond Green... He did dribble into four niggas. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, okay, what are you doing? You see, Draymond Green, his whole NBA career has been characterized by his ability to recognize his own shortcomings and to play around it. He didn't do that. And yeah, when you bypass Kevin Durant and you just dribble down the court and get a turnover, it veers off into what are you doing territory. And the fact that he got suspended afterwards and they got into it, it does make me wonder, like, what the hell is going on with that team? Like, is there something going on? Because, like I say, when guys get suspended, there's some stuff going on we don't know about. They're not going to talk about it either. The crazy thing about about it is, and <laughs> just to put this entire situation in perspective, right? This is only a problem because Draymond fumbled and this didn't work out. Just a few weeks ago, we were wondering if this team was ever going to lose another game because they dropped 92 and a half. Like, that's what they are at full strength. And so, got to remember, Steph's not there. Yeah. So, they're not the Warriors playing at full strength. So, something like this happens. And you play Lou Williams in overtime, Lou Williams going to win. It's Lou Will. Yeah. I also wonder, like, if they get into it on the sidelines and they go into overtime and they win, will we even be talking about it? We wouldn't be. We wouldn't be because... What it was the famous meme about Draymond getting in KD's face and telling him, hey, you, you the guy, you got to take over. And... Let's not forget in the midst of all this, Draymond was the lead recruiter for KD to get there. Like, this this, this wasn't happenstance. The minute they lost, he was on the phone with KD. They have that kind of relationship. You can, you can have teammates that you get into it with. Draymond is the kind of nigga where you almost have to get into it with him. Like, that's what it is. I, now, the fact that he was suspended, I think, makes it a big deal. Because, like you said, it's probably some shit going on we don't know about. Like, your ears got to perk up on that one. But... I think this was just us really... We have to find new ways to cover the Warriors, and you have to find some chinks in the armor. Yeah, because they're probably going to win a championship anyway. Of course they are, Dave. But, but until, we need to do this. Yeah, we got to revel in a soap opera. Yeah, we we, ha- we literally have to do this. Like, there's nothing... There's nothing... You can't avoid it. There's nothing else. And speaking of soap opera... We have another soap opera that's been brewing since last season. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Wait, before we go on to the next soap opera, so I, I just want to... What is, what is your take on where this story goes from here, though? Like, because Draymond's locked in until 2020. KD, you know, people have been talking about his free agency all off season and all season so far he's not given a definitive answer on either side people are saying he was talking about free agency stuff when when they got into it they probably had a fight in the locker room because i mean that's pr- what con- conduct detrimental to the team is i don't know what else he could have done somebody got swung on definitely where's where does this go though i think uh stuff comes back they win 20 straight games and go to the finals and kevin Durant probably leaves but I don't. I don't know. Like, where would you even go? What is what is his 
Where would you go? Like, would you go to the lake? What's the move going to be, though? Because, obviously, it's impossible for him to play in a better basketball situation than this one, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, the lake, going to join LeBron doesn't make any sense because you have already beaten him twice. You've destroyed him. You've demoralized him. And it doesn't look like he has any shot at you in the near future. So, And he's getting older, so I don't see... I don't understand where he would go. I would understand that more than I would understand this whole Knicks thing that's been floating. That's just typical Knicks. They're going to they're gonna get the right. People think that everyone is going to the Knicks, by the way. Everybody does go to the Knicks when they're too old to do anything. That's so used. so they gonna, so KD, Porzingis, and Tim Hardaway Jr. is the next big three? Yeah, 2030. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> more male soap opera. Jimmy Butler, who's been going through it with the Minnesota Timberwolves. This they, guy. They finally traded him for Dario Saric, Daryl Covington, whatever that is, and a pack of Tic Tacs. Okay, so the least shocking thing was that this trade actually had to be completed. Tibbs was holding on for dear life, trying to play hardball. Actually, I don't understand what the hell the Timberwolves were doing with this because I don't think this is the best deal that they, they had for Jimmy Butler. Do you do you believe that rumor about the Rockets in the four first-round picks? Yeah. Yeah, the Rockets were doing that. Wow. And you know you know what really made me believe that? Well, we're going to get into it later. But after you see all this stuff coming out about Melo and them just being done with him and wanting him to hell about the paint, yeah, I believe the Rockets were throwing everything. Because you look at it as, I have a limited window with CP3 and James Harden. If I don't do it now, it's not going to happen. Why did Tibbs take this deal, you think? You know what? I think... I think the price just kept dropping because <laughs> that's the way it is. Like when you you basically don't have any leverage when a player comes out and is so vocal about and so adamant about not making things work like Jimmy Butler was. He was a literal disruptor in the locker room. There was nothing quiet and their business was was out in the street for everybody to see. So yeah. it wasn't much that T Wolves could do. I agree. I think Tibbs thought that he had a team to win with now and he th- I think he thought that if he got the four first-round picks, he wouldn't be around to even use them. So he had to try to get some pieces that could help them win now, that they could fill in for Jimmy Butler. But I don't think there are pieces available out there that could help you win now. So I think he just had to take what he could get. So, uh, I would like to note kudos to uh, Elton Brand. That's his first trade as the Sixers head coach. He ripped off uh, Tom Thibodeau as a GM, I'm sorry. And he ripped off Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> I mean, look, at this point, dog, Tibbs, you know what, Tibbs, the Jimmy Butler thing started out as, let's take it to Walmart, right? You know, like how when it's something seen as valuable and Walmart is behind the glass case and you got to call one of those dudes to come open it and get it for you. Yeah. That's what Jimmy Butler was. But as time progressed and more of these stories came out of Minnesota, Jimmy Butler eventually became one of something out of the big basket bargain thing that's <laughs> in the front where through. it's like where it's like a just million different things that are not connected but just they all cost it. three bucks like you could get cookies old dvd or like anything a <laughs> yeah so it became that so tibbs ended up having to grab stuff out of that basket and i mean like dario sarge was a, a a nice player for philly Eurostash, who became who became something solid uh, Covington was an undrafted dude who out of Tennessee State. Undrafted dude who who turned himself into into a nice player, got himself a big contract. So mm. I I feel like he's one of those Tibbs type of players. I'm sorry, kid, you're gonna play for. I, I'm called him kid, but he's gonna play 48 minutes a game. He I was gonna say that. they should kiss their knees goodbye. Their yeah, knees are done. They won't. They won't have knees. Like by then. go and talk to Derrick Rose and see what steroids and what kind of 
uh, treatment that he's on right now and just start with it today. Speaking of Derrick Rose, I mean, this I, I'm digressing, but yeah. they should piss test him, shouldn't they? No. This is better for everyone. Look, look dog. I mean, no, the NBA shouldn't piss test anybody because we need LeBron at all costs. I'm, LeBron sa- all costs. I'm saying, look, the people but, that are taking the performance enhancing drugs, if... That Derrick Rose 50-point game was great for everyone. Have you seen his stats this year? Yeah, he, Derrick Rose is balling. Like, the 50-point game is one thing. I mean, like, like Mike James had a 50-point game, whatever. This dude is, like, having an effective season. He, and He had a game with seven threes the week after that. Yeah, and I need Derrick to... Derrick Rose never hit seven threes when he was the MVP. And I, I want to know what drugs are he on and where can I get them. Uh, I don't think we can afford the drugs that he's on. Nah, he's on a designer. Or maybe he, um, you know, you know how we said he just wanted to stay healthy to well, go to his son's graduation. I just want to stay healthy to go to maybe some son's like graduation. Maybe someone told him, you know what, graduation, you just gotta sit down. Like you could be straight. Like you ain't even playing football. It ain't like there's nothing that's gonna happen on the basketball court that's gonna be such a debilitating injury that you ain't going to your son's graduation. Like Bill Russell still goes to stuff. He's 127. Did you think Tibbs gave up Jimmy? Because he was like, you know what? I got Derrick Rose. He's back. Tibbs didn't want to give up Jimmy. Like, Tibbs, <laughs> Tibbs was done with trying to trade him, you know? Like, he, I know. He actually thought that this was going to somehow work itself out. But Carl Towns and Andrew Wiggins wasn't having it. Like, it just wasn't going to happen anymore. Are they peak, like, new niggas? Are they... Are they- they're peak new niggas. Right? I'm, I, I physically am incapable of saying negative things about Carl Towns. And as soon as Jimmy Butler got the hell up out of there, uh, last night or two nights ago as we were recording this, Carl Towns had a 2020 game. So things are going to get better for him. Get you, some. You know who they're not going to get better for? Markel Fultz. What the hell is up with the hitch and the free throw coming by? I thought all of that was done. I, I read a whole history of his shoulder and the injuries, and I don't know what's wrong with him. It seems like he's in the midst of a meltdown. That's not a shoulder thing, though. Like that's, that he has the yips. He, yeah, that literally is a mental thing because he was shooting. He was shooting him fine before, and even even if my shoulder is hurt, I'm not gonna recoil like that mid shot and then put up. Some, that's a mental thing, dog. That's the yips. Have you ever seen him like his college tape? Yeah. The, like uh, I watch it and I just wonder, like, what what happened? Because I mean, it's easy to forget now, but that dude was. He was like the next coming of James Harden. He shot 40 from 350 from the field, averaged 25 and 5 at college. There was a reason that everyone was clamoring for this dude that nobody saw play to be the number one pick. Yeah, yeah he was 6'5 out of 6'10 wingspan and a 40-inch fart. Like, he was James Harden. And, and I, I, don't, I don't want everybody because it's, it's – you know what it has developed into? And social media has done this. By the way, I always used to call Derrick Rose the first – NBA player that social media destroyed because I thought social media destroyed Derrick Rose. No, it definitely did. What's crazy is all these people. This is why I hate niggas. But he so was much, really bad with the sound bites. Though. He was, but all these niggas bounced. All these niggas bounced right back the minute like things got got good for him again. He is still awful with sound bites, by the way, because. <laughs> everything he said after the fifty point game, I was like, you haven't gotten any better at this. You know, I went to Chicago. Still bad. I went to Chicago like. Around a time that, like, I think it was 2009. I don't know what year he was in. Yeah. Like, toward the end of the year when he started getting hurt. And people in Chicago were like, man, I don't know about this guy. P- 
People were killing Derek. This is in, killing Derek Rose for like seven years. This is easy. on the south side of Chicago. That was nine years ago, and they were like, I like, I thought this dude would be a folk hero. They were like, I don't know about this guy. Man. Like the internet destroyed him, <laughs> and I feel like Markel Fultz is in a position where that kind of thing is happening now because it's it's very easy to pile on Markel Fultz. He's a bust. He, look how bad his team was in college. We don't know him. He came from out of nowhere. He's not going to develop into what you think he is, and I, 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 I really am rooting for him. Like I got no in, rooting interest in the Sixers, but I would hate to see his story turn out this way. Me too. And the thing is, it has to be impossible for him to escape it because I can't escape it. Like yeah. every day, I turn on the TV or go to my computer, and somebody's talking about how much Markel Fultz sucks. What's he nineteen? Is he twenty now? I think or he just might about be twenty. I think he might be turning twenty. Like, that has to take his toll. I mean, like, you, like, because I think he knows he's not playing good. Because, see, the thing is, Derrick Rose <laughs> dealt with a lot of it, but that was after Derrick Rose was the MVP of the league. Like, yeah. Derrick Rose had a footing. Derrick Rose had stature. Markel Fultz is playing with two other dudes that people think are perennial Hall of Famers, and then you just brought in one who's a who's an all-NBA player. Also, at that point, Derrick, like you said, he was the MVP, and he... Proved himself in the playoffs. Like he put yeah. on great playoff camp. Like absolutely, Markel Fultz hasn't done a thing. <laughs> well, while we're on that topic, what does the Jimmy Butler trade do for Philly? Uh it gives them somebody who could shoot a jumper. Maybe they're off this whole Markel Fultz experiment. That's it. see, that's what I was wondering. I think because because now what happens? Um, does Markel Fultz go to a six man role? And in crunch time. Does Jimmy Butler think he's getting the ball? Because I still feel like Ben Simmons makes the decisions, and decision one is go to Joel Embiid. I do wonder how Jimmy's going to meld with those guys. I think those guys are tougher. I think because their social media personas and Joel Embiid is out there with the jokes. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I'll tell you right now, Jimmy Butler's not coming in there and trying to impose his will on Joel Embiid. Like, no. that ain't happening. LSU couldn't even get Ben Simmons to go to class. <laughs> like, these, this is not Andrew Wiggins and Carl Towns. I this mean, is not two mild-mannered reserve dudes. In his defense, it's, uh, it's LSU. Like, I no, don't think I agree 100%. But I'm just saying, like, Ben Simmons wasn't with the shits then. So imagine now. <laughs> Yo, no, like, I mean, like, these guys, they seem like all fun and games. And, like, Ben Simmons is all light-skinned. But, like, these dudes will punch him in the face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, ben Simmons ain't afraid to get into it because he was getting into it with Donovan Mitchell over the whole, you know, real rookie of the year thing. And everybody know Embiid M- just wants smoke with everyone. Embiid like, is from Cameroon. You like, know, that nigga don't care. You know what his dad did in Cameroon? He is a soldier. His dad is a soldier. Yeah. So he grew up in boot camp in Cameroon. Like, I don't I don't think you want them problems. Nah. So, so Jimmy's going to... I mean, listen, if Jimmy's the third best player on that team, which he should be, it's a good-ass team. That's a team that can come out of the East. It's a great team, and he gives them an upgrade. I think he's a better option for them. Um, he probably is better for them than he was for the Wolves because, yeah. because he's an assertive, tough guy, and he can shoot, but he doesn't have to be the first option. Who's the... And see, the, and this is why it didn't work in Minnesota because he shouldn't have been the first option nah, in he's Minnesota not, either. His talent doesn't dictate that he is the first option, but he had to be like because he, those guys didn't have it. He can he can be the first option, but if he's your first option, then you're a first. You're a team that's going to lose in the first round like Chicago yeah. did. Yeah, so now he can be the emotional leader guy. He could be like the Draymond Green guy. Yeah, Draymond with better offense. That's what he yeah. is because Joel Embiid's a great number one option. Ben Simmons, as soon as he discovers that if I work on this jump shot, it's going to fall. He doesn't even have to work on it. Like I told yes, him, yes, he does. He just needs to take one. Just take it. 
Just, you just have to hit it. Just take it. Just tap into one and take it. So is is Markel Fultz in this team's crunch time five? Mm, I don't know, man. Because I think you play JJ Redick. Obviously, JJ is your fourth because you need another shooter on the court. The thing about JJ is he is effective no matter what you do with him. If you bring him off the yeah. bench, he'll shoot his forty percent. And he don't three. care. Like and JJ. he does not care. So, so maybe they go with this Markel Fultz thing a little longer, see where it takes them. But, but I don't know. I feel like they're kind of hedging. They're kind of like they're kind of one foot out the door. Markel Fultz, Jimmy Butler provides them that kind of that kind of leeway it could, because if somebody else comes along and they want to take the chance that Mark Hill Falls can develop into what people thought he would be coming out of Washington see the thing is with them they have aspirations of making the finals and you can't right now you can't do that year. and coddle Mark Hill Falls yeah exactly like, and they got guys off the bench I think they like that Yo, Shamit kid D- Landry Shamit that dude's alright TJ McConnell. McConnell TJ McConnell played well in the playoffs last year. I thought he was going to be a head, like an assistant coach at Arizona by now, but that dude is in the NBA against all odds with like, a OP ass haircut. And yeah. he's out there balling. Like the dude is like they have a squad, and I don't think they have time to coddle Mark Elfield. Yo, Fultz. Landry Shamit will definitely take him minutes. He's like a nice rotation combo guy. He's nice. Like they got a nice team. They got Wilson Chandler. Uh, shout out to Randy. <laughs> one, of his, one of his guys yeah. Hey, Wilson Chandler might be in the crunch time five You never know I mean, he could hit a shot And he's 6'7", like, why not? Like, so I don't, I don't know, man they, See, this is the kind of This is the kind of luxury you have When you have one of those LeBron, Ben Simmons types Because you don't have to actually look for a point guard To be in that crunch time five Because no. Ben Simmons could do that And then all those guys are capable ball handlers And I am sure all Wilson Chandler wants to do Is knock down uh, open threes like, he ain't trying to do nothing else. He That's all he's been trying to do since Denver. That's perfect because uh, Simmons can't hit a shot worth a good goddamn. And as quiet as his cap, the Celtics aren't even playing that good. No, that has not <laughs> been kept quiet because everyone's wondering what the hell is up with the chemistry situations in in so, Boston. Uh, why is Kyrie mad that niggas trying to go for 50 when he went out of his way to try to go for 50 all the time. I, I don't understand that, like, but yeah. anyway. So, shout out to Elton Ryan. He saw the opening, and he took it. He saw these guys aren't that good. Like, I could get in now. Duke and niggas he, winning right now. Bro. Huh? Duke niggas it's winning It's like the right best now. Duke week since... Christian Layton did anything? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Since the trial verdict. You <laughs> <laughs> went to the lacrosse niggas. <laughs> I didn't even remember that was Duke. That was dirty. Oh, that was. What else we got? There has to be more soap opera stuff. Going oh on. yeah, sure we got Mellow. Oh Jesus Christ! This one may be the most soap opera out of anything because Mello? we have the least information on this one. So all it leaves room for is speculation. What if come? What if like our whole existence is a telenovela starring Carmelo Anthony, and we're just in it? Hmm. We're like extras in it, though. It would make sense, to be honest, especially the Knicks years. Makes sense. I mean, the dudes, especially the whole thing with his wife and all that, and yeah. everything that happened. Like, so anyway, uh, he missed the last two Rockets game with a mystery illness. Yo, I feel like the season where he goes to live in Oklahoma City is like uh, the Wire season two. <laughs> like that's the Wire. Will Carmelo Anthony go down in NBA history as the greatest finesser of all time? He's I a, mean, he's one of them. He has to be one of them. He's a. Li- I mean, bigger than Joe Johnson. Yeah, dog, because Joe Johnson still had to produce for a whole lot of years. Carmelo is getting this money just to stay home. And I've never seen somebody go from 
Hall of Fame caliber talent to just go away and we will pay you whatever you want. Wait, are they are they buying? I mean, did they send him home yet? Because I know he he has a mystery illness and he's talking to them about his future. I know the Rockets players think he's not coming back. So isn't he still being paid from Atlanta too? That that uh, well, no, not Atlanta. The team before. It. Oh, wait, wait, yeah, he is getting money Oklahoma, from Atlanta, Oklahoma? Hey? or is Oklahoma? I don't know. It's hard to I just it. know he getting money from several teams that he doesn't have to score for. So How? He has a good agent. Niggas struggle to get paid by one team. <laughs> Melo yeah. just out here averaging. Boy, he, he he looked awful, though. Like, if we listen back to the podcast before the season started where I had such belief in him. My God. And the, Jesus. They gave up so much perimeter depth to get him, and I don't know where they replaced that. Like, James Ennis isn't going to do that. And TJ, PJ Tucker is good on his own, but the thing that made the team great is... The pieces fit perfectly. They had Tucker who could guard the post and guard the perimeter. Luke Rashad and Mamote could do the same thing. Ariza could do the same thing. They all hit threes. They all were interchangeable and they moved the ball. And now, like, they replace him with Melo who doesn't do, like, anything. And, like, I don't know what they do now. I think they're done. They're effectively done as a contender in the West. When I watched a Rockets game earlier this season and they were starting James Ennis. That was the first game. That was the first one? He started the season opener. James Ennis did. And then I I wondered, well, does Melo really just legit not have it anymore? Like, I mean... Because you can't... You you can't win a starting job over James Ennis? I thought they wanted to bring him off the bench because they thought he could get buckets. Maybe that's what they said. He cannot. He was averaging 13 points a game. He cannot get buckets. I mean, did you see Oklahoma City play last year? Because he didn't have it last year either. No, he really didn't. And... I think people try to chalk it up as well. He plays at Russell Westbrook. This nigga's still doing this one dribble pull-up. <laughs> jab step, 14 jab steps uh, as the shot clock runs for 20 seconds. One dribble pull-up. It is what it is. But I do wonder, do you think there's any way he can go and be useful? Can he salvage his career? <sighs> the easiest answer to that question is the one that we always go to. We always say, well, what if... What if he goes to the Spurs? <laughs> because we feel like that's the magic elixir to rub in anyone's game. Just go to the Spurs. Uh, I'll tell you who the, the next magic elixir team is. The Warriors. I think the Lakers. He, oh my god. How does he fit in with the Lakers, though? LeBron likes old guys. LeBron's so dumb. Like, you, you that's, got, all, that's all I got for you. LeBron likes old guys. You got a bunch of young, athletic dudes on the wing. Shit, they have a redundancy because they're too athletic on the wing sometimes. You bringing in Melo in there to ball stop? Yeah, he could balance out the athleticism. He's not athletic on the wing. There we go. I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, I think he's a terrible fit anywhere. Even though I don't know how he fits in on the Warriors because the thing is, those guys move the ball around. Melo ain't doing that. Okay, let's see. Melo will fit with... Nick Young fit on the Warriors. How can Melo not fit? Because Nick Young would take threes. He just shot it. Yeah, like he just shot it right off. He didn't hold the ball either. Melo would try to take like three steps in and they got contested long range two pointer. Shout out to us. Melo, not the Bucks. Oh, he would not fit in the Bucks. The Bucks not- are like a college team. Like they play so much defense. Not the Bulls. Who else is a contender? Philly. Toronto. Does- does he fit? Does he fit in in uh, with Toronto coming off the bench in Toronto? I, maybe he fits in coming off the bench in Philly. Philly second unit could probably use some help in the front court. 
I could see him working out there, but then, I mean, they play so much defense. Anybody too. that needs just over 12 points a game, and that's all you expect. Out of 40% clip. Yeah, <laughs> if, if, if he's playing well, 40%. I don't know, man. I think it might be over for Melo. I think so, too. This is sad. I think man. it's done. I think it's done for him, and what a way for it to end like this. I really think it's done. I remember when he played with Denver in the playoffs in 2009 against the Lakers, and like they were going to beat the Lakers. But, you know, and they were, like, I think Chauncey Billups was on that team, and they were playing defense, and he was he was going back and forth with Kobe, and he did a good job guarding him. And I thought, like, man, this guy, like, he might have it. Like, he might be that guy, and... I guess what is it like eight years later, nine years later? This is what it is. So, I and you know why it feels really done because it's not a situation where a guy a guy's body is betraying him, where he just doesn't have it anymore because of physical acumen or something like that. It just seems like the effort and will to adapt to any given situation just ain't there for me. It just seems like he don't care. Is that Allen Iverson? Like I don't. I am not one to read anyone's body language. I don't know Carmelo Anthony and what the hell he's thinking. But going into this, if dog, if you couldn't put it together to play with these dudes, I I don't know. But that was his old steez, though. I mean, even coming in, he had that kind of sleepy steez. I granted, you don't play in an NBA and you don't be as good as him if you're a real sleepy guy. Like you, you are a killer. You're a nah, psychopath. Younger Melo used to get it though, and yeah. I, I, I get. I get everyone's 16th year. Anger look like LeBron's 16th year. LeBron is an anomaly. But Melo is better than this. Yeah, and the guys who stick are the guys who are willing to play a role and to help a team win. Or are, to- we, or are we... Do we just want to believe that Melo is better than this? Like, is it is it... Are our expectations too high and we are just not seeing that Melo just ain't it? Nah, because like I say, the veterans of Finn are usually the guys who are willing to kind of... to. Do whatever they need to do. And from the beginning of the season, Melo said, I'm not coming off the bench. I'm yeah. not doing that. Yeah, He's not, he doesn't want to do what they need him to do. When I heard him saying that from last year in OKC, I was like, dog, you, I mean, you ain't that dude no more. <laughs> he reminded me of Iverson. That you, was a straight Iverson when they asked Iverson. You ain't the dude that used to go toe-to-toe with LeBron and get the edge sometimes. Like, that ain't you, my nigga. You know, I thought he should have won the... The rookie of the year of LeBron. Yeah, you always make that argument. You know who he is right now? Remember at the end when Glenn Big Dog Robinson was playing for the Spurs? I feel like that's where Melo is right now. Big Dog was alright for the Spurs anyway. Championship. I know. He adapted. Get you a little 11, 12 points off the bench, which is what Melo should be doing right now. Big Dog adapted. Melo, dang. Adapt or die, Melo. How you feel? How you feel? Dude say, dang, you should have did what Big Dog did. We once again we lived too long. <laughs> really did, really did. Oh man, the Lakers did get another old guy last week. They acquired thirty-six-year-old center Tyson Chandler from the Phoenix Suns. Why you didn't want to stay and be Aiden's mentor? I really felt like, I really felt like that was supposed to be the thing. I thought that that was gonna be what was gonna happen. I thought. He was going to make DeAndre Ayton such a better defensive player. But no, Tyson Chandler is going at your scene. I feel like I still can provide a service. Blah, 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 blah. Well, first of all, he's not going to win a championship. So. No, of course not. So why? Like, I think he knows that playing for LA. Like, does he just want to go back to LA because he's from there? I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think he wanted to go back to LA, number one. 
and I think he wanted to go somewhere where he could get playing time because you're not going to get playing time behind the first overall pick in the draft. But you could challenge JaVale McGee. Granted. And JaVale McGee was playing so well. Like, it's so messed up. I'll give you this. The dude lived in Phoenix. I don't think anybody should live in Phoenix. Phoenix is not a place that people should live. And for somebody that's been around the league for so long, that is a lot of losing to ask them to take on. To live in Phoenix? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And you're losing a lot. Yes. A lot. So it's a waste of his time. I think he was making $13 million. God. Yeah. So, like, it didn't make sense for the Suns to keep him. But, I mean, I don't care anything about this, but I do find it interesting that apparently they said that when they were trying to acquire Tyson Chandler, they had LeBron call his friend, uh, a one James Jones, who was also the general manager of the Suns. And. James Jones, I guess, looked down at his finger and saw the three rings and was like, whatever you need, my guy. And <laughs> I always had a theory about James Jones knowing exactly where the bodies are buried. He like bur- James Jones buried the bodies. Yes. That is, listen, you brought up something very, very important that could play out later on down the lines because we need to watch this. That man, wait, you know LeBron said that when he owns a team, not if, but when he owns an NBA team, that James Jones is going to be his general manager. They get in Devin Booker somehow. <laughs> oh my God! They get in Aiton. <laughs> they get in James Jones. <laughs> they get in whoever the hell LeBron. He's wants. gonna fire. Him. It, like it ain't no way LeBron could call James Jones and he'd be like, nah. This is like LeBron is gonna be like the commissioner of the NBA in he, about sooner than we think in about ten years. Yeah, boy. Yeah. yeah, like I think it'll be before he even has gray hair. What am I talking about? LeBron ain't gonna never have gray hair. He's never good. Yeah, like, dude, his his hairline just makes miraculous comebacks, and it's jet black. He ain't never got gray. Yeah, hair. and this is why this is interesting. I don't care about Tyson Chandler or the league. I mean, well, the Lakers are interesting because you care about there. the Lakers in terms of them losing, so you control. Well, but I think I watching LeBron's gradual takeover of the NBA and basketball in general. Like, watching it materialize, because I think he had it in place since he left Cleveland to go to Miami. He had it in place. See, he planned everything out. And watching it happens is fascinating. It is. And I I want to see what he does next. Like, I can't wait to see it. Eh. I mean, what he's going to do next is try to get the two big pieces that can actually make a run at, at Golden State. Because I think he wants to give that one more run. I mean, we know that this year... It's just a test drive in LA. This year is about other stuff, but I think he wants he he wants his final act to be to take down the Warriors in a different place, and he's gonna need like Anthony Davis or Kawhi or no, it's not just one. He's gonna need like two of those guys. I think that's small picture. I think he wants to take down the league. <laughs> he wants to take it down. He wants to take dis- it down or take it over. He wants to burn it down and build it back up in in his image. Fair. I'm rooting for him. Be the logo. I think that's what he wants. I think so, too. I hope he does it. I'm rooting for him in all of this. I want to see it. Like, I want to see this happen. Be the logo, LeBron. Do your thing. Be the logo. Uh, so, anyway, Joe Ingles got busted in the face by Marshawn Brooks. Uh, he was knocked out of the game for a bit. Came back, scored 19 points, and hit the game-winning three. He came back wearing, well, they call it a headband, but it's really a bandage. And um, I don't care anything about Joe Ingles. I like the Jazz. I, I like to play with them in 2K. They're a sneaky good team. The thing I took from this was Marshawn Brooks is still in the league. I did not know Marshawn Brooks was still playing. And I 
gather that there's an entire list of people that we would be surprised that they were still in the league. I don't know. Like, that's one of those league pass nights where someone checks in and you think, what the hell is he doing in the league? Yeah, Marshawn Brooks is in the league and he plays for the Memphis Grizzlies. I could have sworn he was in China with Jimmer and Russ Smith. Man, I thought he was in like Greece, like playing for. He seems like a Greek player. I think I just looked on uh, on the EuroLeague yeah, side. I, I think he, he was there last year. He was there last year. I think okay. for like Panathinaikos or something. Yes, like. that seems that seems so Marshawn Brooks. Yeah, so uh, I got a list of players. They're in a league or another. I need you to tell me where they play. Okay. So uh, Miles Plumley. <sighs> Miles Plumley. Okay, Mason's in Denver, I think. Okay, for Miles Plumley, I am going to go Milwaukee. He's in Atlanta. Damn it! I'm never gonna get. I'm, I'm gonna get all of these wrong. I can see it now. All right, who else? Uh, Kenneth Fareed. Kenneth Fareed, boy, I remember I won the Blazers to pick him so bad on draft night. It's amazing that he didn't stick. Remember I guess that's what happens when you just rebound and you don't develop any. Remember he was like skills. a borderline all star, and then they got these European guys who do like everything oh, better. And then, they rebound and they do and stuff they shoot and like yeah, and they were like, okay, you out of yeah, uh, Brooklyn. Yes, yes. Uh, Kevin Serafin. That nigga didn't go back to France after Washington. Um, he plays for FC Barcelona. <laughs> All right, that's unfair. That's unfair. Jason Smith. Ah, Washington. Yes. Did you know Wesley Johnson is still in the league? Oh, I saw him on somebody's box score last night, and I never would have guessed this if I didn't look at the box score last night. Oh. You know, Mitch and I had like a long argument about Wesley. I Johnson. remember that he thought Wesley Johnson was gonna. Be I don't so, like the so Lakers fans, man. Like you guys are crazy. Oh, I saw it on the box score. I said tip of my tongue. I can't remember it though, and I'm gonna be pissed when you say this because I just saw it. He plays for New Orleans. Yes, I checked someone's box score, and I was like, oh, okay, they got Wesley Johnson. And the last one is Chase Budinger. It's not NBA. Uh, he like play with Mike Carey or something like that. And Zane. It's a trick question. He plays on the USA Beach volleyball team. <laughs> when Chase Budinger came out of high school, he was a top volleyball player in the country, and he went to Arizona. So I guess he's giving out a try again. He's going to the Olympics. Word to Byron. Shout out to Byron. Uh, so I got some Buddy and Aiton talk. All right, let's run it. We can't have a podcast without the Buddy Watch. Can't have a podcast without. Aiton talk. Buddy and Aiton watch. Uh, Aiton is doing Phoenix Sun things. It's kind of depressing. Yeah. I. You know what I hate? I hate games where I see he attempts like eight, nine shots and stuff like that. Yeah, like he should shoot. Him, him and Bucker should be the only people allowed to touch the ball. There's no reason that he should ever have a game where he takes less than 15 shots. Like that should be mandated. You get seven shots a half. At least. No, you have to. And uh, as far as Buddy goes, he's playing good. And then Bogdan Bojanovic came back, and he seems in his head a little bit. You know what it is? Like, whenever you add a, a variable to an equation, it changes things. And I feel like the Kings had a really, really good thing going with the way they were playing. Like, you could see De'Aaron Fox and Buddy built this kind of chemistry where it was just working. Like, De'Aaron Fox... De'Aaron Fox had that team clicking. He had that team running. And I think that when you add Bogdanovich in there, 
Bogdanovich is somebody who controls the ball a lot too because he's kind of a he's like a combo guard. Yeah, he's yeah. a combo guard, so he controls the ball a lot in the half court set. And it made things a bit different. Like, they were a lot... Le- they seemed... Now, granted, they still beat the Spurs with him coming back. Nobody seems... Nobody looks as good as they did when he was out. Yeah, but they, they weren't playing at the same pace. That's what I'm saying. Everything nobody, was an improved pace. Things just don't look right with him in the game. And sometimes talent doesn't always equal... That doesn't always make a better team. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I think I think they need somebody that can play faster. I mean, he's, he's nice coming off the bench, but I thought they would... It, they would be bad enough again this year for them to get RJ Barrett. Then the team would be complete. But I don't know if they will be. And the thing is, you know, uh, Vladi Divac wants him in the game. He probably would take him over, buddy, just because of that Serbian connection. Yeah, of course. So what's uh, Vladi gonna do? Just play like all black guys? No. Yeah. He's, he's probably somewhere smoking a cigarette right now. Yeah. By the way, uh, I've been impressed by Aiton's passing skills. Yeah, like, I think he's third. He's third among rookies in assists behind Luca and Trey Young. That's interesting because I don't think he got any assists uh, when he was at Arizona. Like yeah, he, he was. I mean, well, they would never hit shots. So, guess Th- that. Those are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. They're shitty. Uh, so, one more thing. Your man, Zach Collins, is averaging 10 a game in 21 minutes. He's shooting 50% from the field and 38% from three. Are you back on that narcotic? No. No. I'm a Phoenix Suns fan. Uh, I have four teams. Suns, Kings, Lakers, Warriors, and that's the way it is. We're gonna get you back on like, this Blazers everyone's telling me, Oh, look at the Blazers start the season nine and three. Okay, I'm I'm going to end every podcast with an obscure this is Blazers. The same <laughs> exact team that got swept by the Pelicans in the first round. You realize they ain't changed nothing. Zach yeah. Collins is gonna come second and most improved player. Voting. They got Seth Curry, and that was the big change. They got Nick Stauskas. Se- okay. Oh, I'm sorry. They got Seth Curry and Nick Stauskas. Uh, Evan Turner still getting 75 amps. Get the hell up out of my life. We done. Zach Collins, man. More soap opera talk. I can't wait to see what happens with Draymond. Where's Carmelo going to end up? We should have had an actual soap opera closing for this, but we're working on it. This is a mom and pop operation. This has been all our 2P. Y'all stay woke. Zach Collins. That money stacked tall, but only partially my focus. So compassionate, struggle hard for me to cope with. Do a lot for others, not for credit or to soak in. But to have an impact on direction that they go in. Grounded by the roots, hooked to the soil. Recognize the rumble that we in, yeah, it's royal.